All right, what's up, Cosmates? I am Tongwa. If you are living on the rock and you don't know what's happening, I'm taking over from um, NOSA for the next couple of episodes until further notice because NOSA is out doing incredible things and he wanted me to come hold down the fort. So here I am following instructions. Um, I'm super excited to be back on the podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in. And today we're talking to um, a multidimensional person. Um, Kolade is an artist. You may know him as Bank. He's a tech startup um, founder. He is a lot of things. And he wanted to come here today and share with you all of the dimensions of his personality. And I think this is going to be a really riveting conversation. Kolade, welcome to the Culture Class Podcast. Hi, Tongwa. Nice to be on the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm ready to spill a lot of things. <laughs> ah, see, see, the man said it. He's ready to spill. So we're going to be asking a lot of questions. Um, but before we get into the spillage, let me ask a little bit about your background. So tell the people who you are and what you're about. So that's that's an interesting question. I don't know how to put it all, but I'll try. Um, my names are, interestingly, Kolade Bank Adekoya. <laughs> ask my parents why they decided to put the the bank and funky fire like that <laughs> oh wait and you're so, actually serious like this is your actual name yeah bank is um one of my middle names and my dad is just into this attitude of giving us one funky you know posh middle name like <laughs> okay wait 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 sorry i see i'm the kind of person who will ask so if you have siblings can you just Close some of your siblings, like the equivalent of bank for your siblings. Okay. So one of my um, brother's middle name is Prospect, and that's like one of the weirdest names you can hear in the socials. <laughs> oh, Prospect. Yeah. So we've got bank and we've got Prospect. Well, that's all we're getting, classmates. Um, so <laughs> yeah. we can't get any more of his siblings. But go on. Yeah. But I'm originally from Nigeria. I'm lucky. You know, I've got three brothers, two amazing parents that I think built an amazing foundation that I could leverage on, and. And earlier on, um, they were able to export me. <laughs> Don't take it too serious. To, to the UK. Export. <laughs> to the UK. And, um, I, you know, I had an amazing time there. I did my first degree in computer science. And oh, nice. I always wanted to question, like, who I really am. And so I would visit the US when I was living in the UK. And I loved creating and I was like, I want to go to film school. And so shortly after I finished my BSc, um, I flew to America nine years ago to go to film school. And that really unlocked the so many parts of me. And I was able to answer a lot of questions about myself. Wow. Film school. I can relate. I just completed a master's in film from American University. So oh, wow. I, I see where you're coming from with that. And I feel like for many creatives, the story is often similar where you have, you, you often either have multiple passions and usually include something science related and something art related. Um, and often we're wearing a lot of hats at different stages in our lives. Like, so I hear, you know, you're a tech founder um, into arts, but then you're also like a film school, you know, uh, you went to film school. So that's very common among, among artists, I would say. <laughs> and it could be really daunting because sometimes you're questioning yourself. Am I just that person that doesn't have a direction? And you, you try and like tell yourself like, well, one day it's going to pay off and people mm -hmm. will understand and all of that. So, yeah. Um, but I've certainly just embraced the, the multidimensional part of me. Yeah. And so with that multidimension, what, um, tell the people a little bit about what you've been able to do with that. I know that your bank and this is your artist personality. You're also, like I said, uh, a tech, you started a tech company called Jump the Line. So yeah. 
how are these different parts of you informing, you know, the decisions that you're making in terms of what you're able to put out in the world? Yeah, um, there's actually just one goal and it's um, black excellence. Mm. Um, whatever I dip my legs and hands into, um, <laughs> I love creating music and music is an outlet to tell my story or express my pain or my yeah. joy or even, you know, address societal issues. And I think that um, it's just telling it a story. However I tell that story, I just wanted to come from a position of Black excellence. Mm. And um, with my tech side, it's always like bridging the divide. And, you know, there's not a lot of times where people of color and Africans are sitting at the global table and shaking mm. the table. And so my goal is at some point, I want my name to be a household name, not for the vanity metrics part of it, was an inspiration to the next generation of kids to say, you can be from the village in Africa, as they refer to us. You can be from anywhere and still give a global experience and still, you know, show people that, you know, we're geniuses as well. Right. And still be able to make change that is impactful across the boundaries of where you are. And I believe that that often starts small too. Um, I think some of the daunting parts about wanting to make a global impact is the world is so big like how am I going to you know make a global impact I only I live in maybe a small village in Ghana or a small village in Zimbabwe is it even possible so how did you start like what was your small start well first off I need to say that I'm still growing (laughs) so music for me has really really evolved um I was lucky that my parents were able to send me to like a school that had music foundation for my high school back in Nigeria and um, you know I played the saxophone and then again I started to question like what is bigger than me just playing the saxophone and then I started writing words little rhymes yeah. And then I wanted to put those rhymes on beats. And then I think the first iterations of that was me just really making um, just these sounds that people found different. And people were questioning, it's like, where's this sound coming from? And then I, at some point, started making like Afro beats. And again, I got to that point against like, what is my essence? What can I really, really do? And then moving to America, I started to question what is the idea of being an African or just being a human? Why should people tell Africans that this is how you should sound on a record? Like now, I know it's amazing that we're at a point where Afrobeats is is such a big deal, but Mm -hmm. I still resent the fact that, you know, you want Africans to sound a certain way. It's like almost when you hear this loud noise and bongos, you want to identify with Africa. I'm not saying there's nothing, anything wrong with distinguishing, but don't put us in a box. And so quickly... I changed my sound of music to something more global. And now, get the reference sound of music. Sorry, I just had to pop, pop, just had to pop that in there really quickly. You changed yeah. the sound of music. Sound of music is a staple musical. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, and when I sample my music, like maybe someone stopped, you know, ups in my car, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, who's this?" And I'm like, "That's me." And then they start to question it. I'm like, "Why are you questioning it? You don't expect an African to sound this way." Right. Or, and a lot of the times they don't want to say, but you know that that's where it's really, really coming from. Right. So the, the thing for me as to, you know, is like, I really want to create a global pack 
And going back to your question is how do you start small and then make this thing big? And I think it's just having a dream. And when you have a dream and you believe in that dream, you're very passionate about being vocal, sometimes obnoxious about it to want the world to say, hey, this little thing is coming from this small body. And I, right, I really, I know. It, you know, so now through my Instagram, I'm able to capture like a few people that listen to my music and oftentimes reach out and be like, oh, your music is amazing. And then um, also being a child, I've always wanted to build like a, a technology platform. And at some point I felt like, oh, artists are not meant to do these other things. Artists, like, especially like a songwriter, you're just meant to be seen as this one person thriving as a songwriter, performing. And then later I was just like, no, like as an artist, you should actually really be able to, you know, whatever you want. And I've been having ideas since like, 2016, 2017, and I'll run it by people, but I wasn't confident enough to start. And in 2019 or 2018, I was just like, I'm going to build something. I'm tired of trying to put up this persona of artists should only be able to do this. If I'm a true artist, I'm going to express myself in different right. ways. So for me, I'm just building, um, manifesting the dream Ooh, and just taking cool. steps to make sure that one day it's on a global level. Right. Um, you said something that I think I haven't stopped thinking about, which is um, I would ask myself, what more can I do? Or what more can I, how much more can I be in this space? And that would allow you to push the boundaries of what you were actually doing at the time. So with, from the, you know, playing the saxophone, it's like, okay, how do I take this experience or this part of me and then, you know, increase that. And I think sometimes if you look within, even where you are in the world, in terms of kind of speaking back to that global perspective, wherever you are, if you consider what you're in as a potential for it to be global, you will ask yourself the questions that allow you to push the boundaries. Um, You know, if you get comfortable with playing the saxophone and you get really good at it and that's all you ever do maybe that's your identity that's fine too but when you want to push the envelope when you want to increase and expand often you have to ask yourself like what what more is there and I think one of the traits of real artists is and true artists and I shouldn't say real because everybody's real um, but people who really have that I guess the it factor is they're always trying to be better they're always trying to um, expand and, and increase in whatever it is that they're doing so I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, it's also experimental. It's also about finding your true self. Because I think that we all are digging to find like this true self. And if you don't experiment, you're not going to come with um, results. Um, a lot of the cool things in the world today were as a result of experiments. Right. <laughs> okay. No, factual. Um, the idea of true self, though, I think for many people, that's what we spend our lifetimes trying to figure out. And I think even for artists, we never really find our true self. I feel like it's a nice idea. It's very idealistic, I would say. Um, this prospect that you're <laughs> you're um reaching for something and you're tr- you're aspiring to be more all the time and think of when you were just starting out you know in your music or in your tech journey um you were looking forward to something and i feel like if you had a plan and you're you're kind of going according to that plan or maybe not but you're moving and you're probably where you weren't before you're probably a little bit ahead and at the time when you were aspiring to where you are now that seemed like what it would be like to be your true self right and i think Often people forget that where you are, you weren't there yesterday and you were looking forward to this very moment. 
I always say that we, we never truly find our true selves. We just start to multiply into different things. Mm-hmm. And so, but the most important thing is like learning, right? Yeah. Because during those times, you're going to learn, like you're going to find something true for all of these multiple personas that you unlock. So we're going to speak a little bit about your personality and how that plays into the, the multi-dimensions of, you know, your being. Um, uh, <laughs> what? Why are, you, why are you exasperated? What? 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 what I'm not exasperated. Like, that's a really deep hole. It's not dark, I promise. Okay. <laughs> but it's just like, even on, like, meeting me, I come off as, like, this person that there's just multiple layers to me, mm-hmm. right? And when you just meet me, even before I start saying a word, like just from the way I, you know, dress up and so people just want to get to know me. And then when I open my mouth, it's just this multiple layer of different personalities in me. So like it's it's like like, you, you encapsulate like a multitude of different experiences that often yes, won't yes. That often may not seem like they're of the same person. Yes. Like, like, you get it. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like sometimes I can really just go into my deep self and just start speaking like a native kid from, you know, somewhere in Africa. Like when I say a native kid, like I would, you know, just embody like my four-year-old self that came from the village. Or yeah. sometimes I'm able to like listen to people and recreate like their accent. Like when people put me on the spot, it doesn't work. But it's just like something that just happens like naturally. It's mm-hmm. just like I connect with you and I sometimes start speaking exactly like you. And it's helped me break a lot of communication communication barriers trust me mm-hmm. and you know I, I just have this multiple multiple side to me just like expression who I am and right. all of that but it does play a key role as well in just being an overall creative I think also with I, I can see it working really well too as someone who is also a business owner I can see that like breaking some some barriers for you in the business side of things too with like the tech because you do have to interact especially if you're a startup you have to get a lot of you know um some people to buy into your idea you're probably in a lot of rooms with a lot of people trying to get them to to you know trying to sell your idea to them um and often if you can connect with people on their level oftentimes that plays for your benefit yes um that's that's really cool i i think i like the whole i the idea of like being able to like speak like someone trevor noah said something i don't know if it's trevor noah who said it. somebody who is really smart said something to the effect of if you want to um understand or if you want to connect with someone speak their language yeah. um, and sometimes that means the language and other times that means speak like them um and you know you're 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 gonna you're likely to be able to get through a lot of um a lot of things yeah. that way um so back to like the personality bit so here you are this you know sometimes depending on who's in the room very mysterious <laughs> you know by the way i was gonna say you're giving me um false the bad guy vibes oh my gosh what everybody's everybody's serious at some point you get it really it's not <laughs> Some people will just be like, you are sounding like Brad Shaggy, or you look like Brad Shaggy. I'm like, where is all of these things just coming from? Ah. I don't even get it, you know? But the funny thing is, you said the Shaggy, and I'm like, oh my God, yes. We and also false the bad guy, but you, you did the false thing and then you're you're saying the shaggy and I'm like, it's making sense. Oh my god. Don't worry, like there's so, there's so much more. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? I feel like you would really do good at improv though. No, I I I feel like I don't do well, 
I've done it sometimes um, in this clubhouse rooms and people be like, oh my God, you're so good at that stuff. But in real life, if it's not coming from a natural place and it's like monetized, it's not always authentic, to be honest. (laughs) And I think authenticity is always key. Yeah. You have to continue to be yourself, whoever you are. Oh yeah, that's the truest thing ever. So when are you, like, when do you feel like you can tap into your creativity um, the most? Or like, what has to be the circumstance for Kolade to go like, this is magic. I need to capture this right now. Like, what are the ideal circumstances? If you could make a scenario. It's just those impulsive moments, like hmm. talking to someone and they literally just say something that ticks me off. Sometimes it could spark like a music idea or it could just spark something like, oh my God, that's something that I should put in my app. Or no, like what if we move this like that and we do that and we put it on the app, like this could improve upon experience. So right. the, it's never like a moment I'm prepared for. Mm. Um, always a thing that happens. And sometimes people literally think I'm crazy. Like you could be in my apartment and we're just talking. And off of what you said, I'm like, I get this melody and I'm just humming and I get my phone. And I'm trying to record it and be like, what's wrong with this what's one? Wrong with this one? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm every like, artist hey. has heard that at some point. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, or, you know, you just start saying something and I'm like, wait, excuse you. Like, do you know that like, I can infuse that into my app and enable people to do this and that? And they're like, oh my gosh, like, you, I, I get where you're going with that. And then we're yeah, like, yeah. and we're able to do that. We're able to do that. And they're like, okay, cool, cool. You know, so it's never something I'm prepared for. It's just something that happens. Wow. I think that's the best kind, though. I feel like when you have to have a certain, you know, circumstance or a certain ambiance to be able to be creative, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody, there are some happy places that artists tend to have that when you go there, you just feel extra creative and that's good. But I also feel like to be able to be spontaneous and just um, off of a moment, off of a thought, off of someone saying something, be able to spin that. I think that's really, yeah. that's, that's real time. Yeah. I think that one, one thing is true though. It start with um, positive energy. Mm. So if you're in a place where the energy is not even right, honestly, nothing will happen. So that's the only constant thing is like being in a place where you're enabled for things to just happen magically without you having to think about it. So how do you turn bad vibes into good vibes? (laughs) I burn sage. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say your Nigerian mother is probably like, oh, Lord Jesus, forgive my son. Oh, no, my mom is really very open. My parents are. I mean, they named me back. <laughs> They're both very awful. <laughs> I can imagine. Honestly, I'm a very um, respectful, <laughs> down-to-earth person. If the vibe is not right, I respectfully get myself out of that space. If the energy is not right. Um, there'll be times I'll check people and there'll be times that it's just necessary, like unnecessary to check people. You just yeah. excuse yourself from that situation because you don't want to not experience, you know, tomorrow or mm-hmm. the next magical moment. Yeah that can happen you know and sometimes it's not worth you spending your energy trying to check their energy you know sometimes just remove yourself Mm -hmm. so if if the vibe is not right but it's just you in the room let's say you're having like you just got up on the wrong side of the bed one day you're just like this is not this day is just not my cup of tea i i feel like everyone gets that at some point how do you turn your day around me i don't try and turn it around i just i literally try and go back to sleep okay that's the first thing i would do um i guess we could call it turning around and then usually like it'll fix stuff and then i would call someone close to me which is usually my mom and just 
talk and just be like, I just wanted to check in on you. Are you fine? Are you okay? And then we just like, you know, get in on some positive things. Mm-hmm. And then most times that will work. And on top of that, I just, you know, step out for a fresh air. Right. And, um, step out yeah, for fresh air is really, good. Yeah, it, it really fixes that. But first thing I have to do first day is go back to sleep. At least another 30 minutes. Boy, like, let me tell you something, okay? I am, uh, I am here for the sleep therapy, okay? I am here for all the sleep therapy in the world. Like, sleep it off. Mm-hmm. Sleep <laughs> it off. Hashtag sleep it yeah. off. Um, right. But you said something just now. And I think this, I, I was thinking about this when we were having our pre-call, you know, just little catch-up moment. Um, You said you would call your mom. If you're if you're having a bad day, you call your mom and you check on your mom. So you're not calling your mom to be like, ma, this is happening. I'm like, can you, you know, walk me through this situation? Help me figure. No, you're calling your mom to check on her. So what's that about? Is What is it about asking for help or asking for, you know, some type of encouragement for you? that may be difficult. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm wired like that, but sometimes I just feel like it's a lot rewarding when you help people and it just comes back to you. Mm. Um, but it doesn't necessarily, I don't believe it necessarily has to, has to come back to me by people helping me. It could just mean like, for example, moment of clarity, right? And um, clarity is a huge reward for me. Like just talking to this person who's my mom or anybody that I choose to talk to in that moment, knowing that they're okay, Right. Right. And I'm, usually what will come to my mind is I'm worried about whatever I don't know. I woke up thinking on the wrong side. Right. 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 And this person is grateful for life. Or oh, this person is actually going through something that is bigger than what I'm going through. And I should therefore be thankful for life. So those are the kind of things that really like, you know, make up for not really wanting, right, right, you know, right, right. physical affirmations or, uh, okay, I'm sending you a gift or something like that. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just not good at receiving all of those kind of um, um, physical, um, what's it called, um, validations. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but I think I, I want to point out something that you said. Um, sometimes perspective has a way of shifting your perspective. So if you put yourself, if you remove yourself from what you're feeling in the moment and you try to plug yourself into someone else's life who is maybe a little bit more grateful to just be getting up to see another day, right? Sometimes it will help shift where you are, especially when the problem isn't really, I don't want to call it a big deal because some bad days are a big deal. But if it's one of those things where you just got up on the wrong side of the bed, sometimes if you just realign your mind just slightly you can always often get out of that funk um but in terms of going back to um not kind of not really being fine-tuned to receiving the physical validations or you know you know words of affirmation from other people what what is that like I don't know what is that is that a and I want to say this because I feel like this is going to start a whole man woman conversation is that a guy thing like oh I don't need that I'm good no for me it's not that I, I I'm still trying to figure that part of me out mm. you know um for example with birthdays I don't off I feel like I can count on the top of my hands when I've celebrated my birthday and not the time that I was with my parents my mom would just wake up and pray for me and be like I pray that you know like literally like pray for me so after a while I started finding it difficult when people try and surprise me like literally mm-hmm. like I start to have anxiety like you surprise me on my birthday oh my god like you know oh my god but, you know that's happened twice and they got me really good but in the first moment I'm just like oh my god but when <laughs> I settle into it I'm just like okay um they are just appreciating you and stuff like that but if it's 
it's something that I'm aware about, I'm most likely going to stop you from doing it because I'm just like, no, I should be the one taking care of people. Like, no, I mean, I, know. I don't know. I, I, have, I, I would like to disagree because I feel like there is a lot of value that comes from hearing what good things other people have to say about you. Yeah. And I believe I'm a strong believer in um, give people their flowers when they can smell them. Yeah. Um, you better be smelling your flowers, man. People are giving yeah. you flowers. You better start, you know, sniffing them. I'm trying, you know, that's a really tough part of myself yeah. that I'm trying to find and accept because a lot of this things to come from, you know, childhood trauma and stuff like that, right? But we maybe no one accepted that we had any trauma or stuff like that, right. you know, but we're trying to dig deep. It's like, why don't I, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah. you're definitely right. When people um, commend you or when they give you these roses, definitely smell it. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. Hey, look, I'm a Pisces. So in my, if you better give me all the compliments. I am here for all of <laughs> I'm giving all of it. I'm here for all of the, yes. Tell me, tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, it's good. Um, but I think you are right in that there has to be a balance, right? You can't. Sometimes self validation is all that you need. If you know what you're worth and if you know what you can do, you don't have to rely on other people telling you that you're a good person to know that you're a good person. Um, you don't have to rely on people telling you that you're hardworking or whatever the situation is for you to believe that about yourself. And so sometimes, um, you know, if you have if you're in empowered in yourself to believe that about yourself you don't you may not necessarily need other people to tell you but it's yeah. nice to hear it you know it's nice to hear it, it is um, nice. yeah so okay we're going to talk a little bit about um your uh businesses because i want to get a little bit into detail about what you are actually doing and we'll start with the tech side of things so talk a little bit about jump the line and you know what the goal is for that what the vision is um and just you know how it all came came about yeah well jump the line came about in 2018 and trust me i hate standing in lines i love convenience and there's a situation where show me a person who wants to stand in line (laughs) (laughs) i think i was outside a club somewhere in denver and the line was just crazy and i you know and i wrote that on my phone and i was just like what if there's an app that can help people skip the lines and Mm -hmm. i wrote that down in 2018 and then i i was like "Ah, i'm just being ambitious i'm just building like a bougie app (laughs) for (laughs) i'm just building a bougie app for people that way far tired of themselves and then i shut that down and i went into building other like two startups Mm -hmm. and i i built them first one was my first attempt at building i put a team together and they it was just a a mess like (laughs) they didn't jive they were already fighting about the valuation of the company i'm like we we're not valued at anything yet we need to quit (laughs) and i walked away from a brilliant idea and then second one i actually built and on completion i was just like this was too easy like why like and then i was literally like depressed for like Hmm two weeks i was like i just finished building something and i don't feel happy about that why and i was just like i think it was extremely easy and i literally prayed i was like god like just show me a sign like the next thing i should be working on like especially in tech and so i was like ah maybe i'm not meant to build i'm not gonna build again i'm just gonna like do other stuff right put my mind into more music and that and um i think god answered my prayer and i was just going through my notes when i was about to write um Mm -hmm. music and then i saw like the old jump the line idea and i was just like what if this is actually the future and then i 
called some friends and I was like, if you had an app that would literally help you to skip the lines at your favorite social level, like, you know, what? and they're like, tell me about that app. I want it now. And then I'm like, okay, cool. We got a business going here. And then yeah. um, a lot of people said that would be a cool thing. And then I called my lawyer friend. And I was like, would there be any legalities around like doing something? I was like, give me a day. Let me research. And then the next day I was like, you're in the clear. You can do this and stuff like that. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. And then I put my team together. But um, as I started to build, it became this bigger mission again of building something really big, not just enabling people jump in the line. Yes, enabling people jump in the line is good. We're saving time. But now it's morphed into this thing that's going to be like the future of social engagement. Um, in December, you heard it here first, um, where the date is not clear, yet, but I'm allowed to give this information. We're launching our uh, one of our social feature where during the festive season, you can invite from three people, four people to like your get your Christmas get together. Or mm-hmm. if you have like a surprise party you wanted to throw for someone, you literally go on the app, you invite them and you're able to track. Yes, they're coming. Uh, maybe not. No, they're not coming. And you can actually like text them in real time and say, hey, um, parking is going to be tight or don't be late and stuff like that. So that's going to be one of the features mm-hmm. that we're launching in December, along with you being able to find fun things to do around you maybe it's the hottest party coming up or mm-hmm. maybe it's that gym class you want to register just being able to find um you know amazing and authentic experiences and on oh, top right. of that you can keep lines at your favorite events or social places so you're saying a lot of things that i'm like oh i need that in my life um especially the fun things around your area part um kind of almost like a event coordination for guests which is you know part of the like, park here don't park here like it's already tied or why are you still not here yet you no know, all of those communications that often have to go out when people plan events that you have to do outside of you know whatever else if you have everything under one place i feel like that would really um be helpful to people so when you talk about um events happening around are you how limited or unlimited is this is this everything under the sun or under the internet sun or you know are you focusing it on like african parties or you know what's the vibe we're big on inclusion so it's going to be everything um we're trying to be like events non-stop where we're going to be scouting events everywhere on the internet Mm -hmm. and then we're also doing our own assignments where we're you know looking for it's almost like a Netflix original. Like this event is going to be like, okay, you can find it on the John the Line platform and you might not be able to find it somewhere else. So it's a mixture of everything. And um, it's just all around social engagement. Um, so yeah, it's everything. But I think I have to congratulate you on on an incredible idea and following the calling. I would say um, Thank you. to make this happen. I think oftentimes dreams die with people um, because for one reason or the other, we didn't find it in ourselves to actually move in that purpose. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you to answer that call, I think is already a win. So good job. Thank you. I'm, I I move with the calling. Like when I hear it, I'm like, say what? <laughs> you get it? Ah, look, we just made some progress. I just gave you a compliment. And you were like, thank you, without even thinking about this. See? Yeah, I'm, 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 retaining, the, I'm retaining the mindset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
I have to be good. professional. <laughs> wow, that's really good. Um, I'm proud of of these kinds of things. And you, we had talked, and and you mentioned, you know, bringing Africa to the global plot to the global um on a global scale. I mean, Africa is global, no matter what anybody says. Um, yeah. and so in your ventures, you know, doing jump the line and creating that, and even the other um apps that you built or the other tech things that you've done. Um, where have you really se- seen the uh, lack of, I guess, African representation? I feel like that's such a broad question because the answer is like everywhere. No, wait, no, no way you're going. Yeah. So when you, when they mention the list of people building great stuff today, you hear um, the late Steve Jobs, you hear um, Bill Gates, it's going to be white America that you hear. Like, I wanted to get to a point, even if it's not me, even if it's the kids after me, where you can hear, you know, even if it's not me, really, and I mean this, like, yeah. with all the, the blood in my in my body, like, even if it's the next kid that gets inspired by me to, when you mention Bill Gates, you better be mentioning it, like, an Adele K or you better be mentioning like you know someone from Cameroon and they don't necessarily have to be born in America because also another layer to that is like for you to be successful you need to be born in America and be with it and be within the American ecosystem so this whole movement is about anywhere from any part of the world with my focus being like on Africa and you know people of color and on the marginalized people can do anything and be at the global table shaking it Right. I think that's a deeper conversation in the sense that um, part of the narrative that says, you know, you have to be in America or been born here or have some affiliation. I think it's because America's learned how to market to people. Yes. And America has a lot of people already. Yes. It's a very yeah. large country. So there's a market yeah. here that is just yeah. thriving at all times and people are always yes. buying stuff here. Yes. And so if we can get Africa as a whole to really learn how to market to Africa and make Africa a hub, we yes. won't need to export the talent to America for it to matter. Like the yeah. fact that, you know, Burner Boy and WizKid are selling out the O2 Arena and it's a big deal now. Um, these guys have been popping in Africa for the longest time, but somehow the rest of the world didn't pay attention. It's just catching up, yeah. Right. So, And that's that part of the African global experience that I think that, and when I say that we don't really need to be here, that's what I'm referring to. It's like where we believe enough in our own ecosystem that you can build something out of Africa yeah. and a kid in, you know, China would use it and a kid in Indonesia or Australia will use it yeah. and still reference us and say, oh, someone in Africa built that. Yep. And with some sort of pride. And it, for me now, like, I, I consciously had to look for an African person to look up to while I was building Jump the Line. And, you know, the owner of Calendly, a lot of people don't know, is Nigerian, right? Um, really? That's fun. Yeah. And so those are the kind of stories we want to hear, like, global table shakers. It's like, but we don't need just one person. We need multiple people like me, like you, like, you know, that brown kid to do that and not feel like, oh, the only person I have to look up to is get or Mark Zuckerberg or you know Jack Dorsey like we want to hear more of these names like we're now hearing in music that's absolutely I think that's a wonderful dream and I think it's closer than we think um oh, yeah as much as people like to quote unquote hate on Nigerians Nigerians are 
like lightning fast ahead of the game in the African tech and and industry and music and every pretty much every field they're 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 leading the game and I think um, if everyone's kind of chasing Nigeria very soon we're all going to be on the same page and yes. we know it the market will be big enough where we do have that ecosystem and we're able to yes um, oh, and I know it's possible yeah um, it is really possible I, I look forward to that time and I'm like I said it it happened ah, he said and, it on Culture Class podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. Um, so we're going to do a little bit of, you know, music talk. So you sound right now, the last half hour of this conversation has been very, this is how I sound professional. These are all my best English terms, <laughs> but you're also an artist. <laughs> you're also an artist and you also perform yes. and you also write music. And oftentimes that's not a very um, proper, as a British would say it, that's not a very proper <laughs> personality. It's often, you know, kind of rough. You have to get a little bit freaky if, for lack of a better way of putting it. So <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you, do you have like, is it a code switch in your mind that just goes off? It's like, okay, it's time to be a musician now. Honestly, I think I want to always represent myself in a way that when I look back to 10, 15, however many years back, I'm like, I'm proud that I did that. So even my music is a reflection of that. It's composed. It's not respect to the people that do it. Like it's not sort of like demeaning, like demeaning. Or how do we say that? I know what that? you mean. I, know what you I, have, I have opinions. I don't want to share them because I don't want my <laughs> culture classmates to come here and say, you are not judging us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Uh, I get it. But, I get it. <laughs> but I try to find a balance between yeah. this personality that I'm presenting to you now and my music personality. And they're not far off. It's like when you listen to the music and then you match that with my personality and my, you know, and the way I carry myself. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. makes sense. They, they, they come together. Yeah. Do you often find that um, you it's is it, is it more difficult to be kind of sensible? I don't want to call it sensible because then the other people are going to be like, so you're saying that we're not sensible. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> do you find it hard to kind of break some of the barriers in the music sphere because you're not doing the you know you're not talking about the girls and the money and and the surface things that often is the the theme of most of african music right now is it harder for you to break through because you're you're saying things that are a little bit more profound i i think in the beginning i struggled with that but now i've come to understand is when you everybody has some sort of message everybody has some kind of persona mm -hmm. that they're trying to express with their music and as long as you're happy with that right you're you're not going to think about it twice because you understand your why. And so now it's like, okay, if I'm trying to do music because I'm trying to express my pain or my emotions or, you know, the wrongdoings of the society, the people that would like it will eventually catch on to it, right? Um, and sometimes we want blue flame and it starts with like, you know, red. And then you just know that eventually you get there, you keep trying and, you know, people will catch on to your blue flame um, when the time is right. Ooh, and, I like that line. That's that should be a lyric. Um, hey, you never know. Yeah, the blue flame. <laughs> well, see, that's a lyric. Um, because no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think often what will happen is when you believe so much in what you have to say because it's it's your truth. And I think <laughs> art that speaks to individual truths often transcend what that individual's um, truth is. Right. Yeah. If you speak your truth, your truth will often speak to m multiple other people. And I yeah. think that you know 
oftentimes when people want to speak that truth and it's maybe not as quickly responded to or received like they thought, the tendency is for most people, they're like, well, nobody wants to hear it, so I shouldn't be saying it. And often the consistency dies off or, you know, you try to morph into what everybody else is doing so that you can <clears throat> make it quicker. Um, yes. And sometimes that's a challenge for artists. So to oh, be yeah. that aware of yourself, I think is, is you're, you're a little bit farther ahead. Uh, well, I think it's coming from a place of I'm not trying to money. I'm not desperate to monetize it. Mm. But if I'm coming from a place of, oh, this thing has to make money, then I, of course, maybe I would have had to yeah. be a little bit desperate yeah. or, you know, do what the people want to hear to, you know, <laughs> get that money or that validation as well. So what's the, the quirk, maybe not quirkiest place, but like the most interesting experience you've had on stage? It was in, I've not performed much. Okay. But um, I've only performed a few times in Denver. But um, the most interesting performance was um, at this African party in Denver. And it was just my friend. He called me like a few days. But the fact that he thought of me, I was like, wow, he thinks I'm special. Like that. And it's like, this is one of your songs that's been playing in my head. And I think, bro, it's a banger. Like, you should just perform. And then just walking in, it just felt like a superstar moment. Like, I had the bouncer, like, pushing everybody away from me. Oh, and I do even believe in those things but i'm just like wow like you know and when i was performing it was a small intimate setting like people were just like granted some of the people that knew me they were just like showing me support and i was just like wow okay um as i was trying to control my anxiety and stage fright but yeah. they couldn't tell i guess <laughs> No, I mean, I think those are the moments that um, often they go, they they are celebrated by the artists. But when we have conversations like this, when you're talking to someone one on one, like one day you're going to become the Michael Jackson of, you know, your genre of music, right, of African and probably global music. Right. And the world will look at you and think, oh, he's had so many incredible um, performances and so many stages and across the world. And But often if you ask, I feel like if you ask ask every musician, every artist, like musical performer, they will tell you that the more intimate, the smaller, you know, often the things, the jam sessions that you do with your friends, those are the moments that kind of they remember because when you get into the big crowd and it's all loud it often tends to be the same thing because you're you know you're doing the show and and this is the vibe and there's an energy there that is big and loud and everybody knows about it but sometimes when you're in those intimate settings where you can connect with people i feel like um often artists resonate more with that or at least yeah. remember a little bit more that's true that's really good that's really good um so you're, you know, performing, you're writing music, you're doing a tech business. How hard is it to balance all of these things? Because I feel like as Ooh. much as it's part of your personality to like, you know, kind of do the code switching and, you know, be the artist and the and the, the CEO and all these things. How are you balancing that? It can't be easy. And then you have a day job. It's really hard. I'm not even going to lie, but I think that that's what makes you worth it because you're trying to figure out this old challenge, right? Even sometimes at work, I'm thinking about, okay, and how do I present myself? Now, I'm also coming back to that mindset is that I'm a creative. I'm not going to be wanting to jump on a call with my team that that building the jump the line with me and trying to change myself. So now, you know, like things like wearing my earrings, like before, like keep it out and all of that. And I started to think much about it. Like, oh, when John the line raises money, what would uh, investors think about that? Like, how would I come off? Would this affect the stock price? The fact that I do that, I was just like, you know what? Just live your best life 
and every other thing will fall in place. So I'm just living my life one day at a time. And as we face any of those challenges, we'll address it. <laughs> Have you had any of those moments where like you, you could tell that it was your appearance or the way you present yourself in terms of like maybe the earring or something like that, where someone was like, we don't want to work with you because you have an earring on or or a similar moment? No, honestly. And the moment when I just realized that it's like, People are not sitting down here, to, you know, to start judging you. Of course, it right. does happen. It's not invalid. But I think living your truth will help you overcome any, like, overcome any. Sense. So maybe they might have been judging me, but I just never noticed it because I was just being my authentic self. Hey, that's, see, that's, that's one of the ways to look at it. See, if you <laughs> focus on who you are, often you will not notice what everybody else thinks. And yeah, the rest of the noise. <laughs> You know. That's really cool. You're very uh, insightful. I feel like you do a lot of, I feel like you're one of those journal people. You probably write down a lot of things. You think a lot. Even if you don't, you probably, even if you don't write it, you probably think about a lot of things. Yeah, you read me. I, I <laughs> literally, I hated journaling things now. And my dad and I were actually speaking. He's like, how do you remember all of these things that happened literally at age three, age four? Right. And you're remembering like crazy years. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I just have retentive memory. But with building my company, I've just started having to write things down. Not because I can't just be not writing them down, but I want to be able to track back this time and say, oh, in 2018. And now, even when I told you about the idea, right. I wrote it in 2018. And I'm always able to go back and look at it and be like, wow, like, I can't believe I'm now building. I can't believe I'm at this stage. So it's more of a remember the time kind of guess. Do you remember the time? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I think, no, I mean, I used to journal a lot more when I was younger. I feel like I'm just lazy now, to be honest. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Journaling every day. Oh my God. I, I love, I buy, like, look at my color pens. If we ever put this on YouTube, you guys are going to get to see, but I have a whole stack of like color pens. This is my life. I like writing things down and I'm trying to build back, you know, the frequency with which I journal. I do a lot of talking for work and I have to remember a lot of things. So if I don't write them down, I will forget. But um, in terms of journaling my feelings journaling what i'm thinking what the dreams are and stuff you know i think that's really important even in the bible it says like write the dream and make it plain like write the vision and make it plain so yeah um, if you want things that's to manifest you gotta, you gotta will them into manifesting yeah um, that's really cool so is there like so we're talking about all like the deep stuff and like the you know all the intricate like thought provoking moments but i want to hear about like coyote um I mean, call it. <laughs> thanks for trying <laughs> i'm giving it a different, whole completely different name um get it. But like bank you get bank. it um i want to hear about bank like when your friends call you like yo bro what's up what are you usually doing oh my god it's usually along the lines like hey bro what's up now like what's in the going and stuff yeah. like that what are you doing I'm like oh my god i usually would start by being very loud i like guy you're not serious <laughs> you're crazy something is wrong with you and all of that and then we, at some point we always get back to that serious part and then yeah. we switch it up and it's like bro come my side now or, you know let's jam later so i'm i'm a very jovial person like i saw jam sessions sound like they would be fun uh, i'm looking forward to those <laughs> i know i mean are you guys meeting yet are you, where are you in the world are you in america now oh yeah i mean i'm in america okay so i i don't know what the 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 restrictions with covid are where you are i, I live in maryland um and things are kind of people can meet but it's still like very like mask up and you know follow covid rules and stuff and things are you know there's new variants that are coming out every day i feel like this covid is like i like this earth i don't want to go and we're like no we're ready for you to leave <laughs> 
<laughs> um, so I'm in the Bay Hell. Area. <laughs> oh, you're in the Bay Area? Yes. Oh, nice. You probably have like really nice weather over there. So jealous. It's not bad. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I mean, we got like 60 degrees today, uh, which was like fun. But anyway, um, so like wrapping up um, our conversation, there is like Kola Day, the artist, the entrepreneur with a day job, like, you know, balancing all of these different personalities and like trying to stay true to all of them. What would you say to a, a classmate about like, this is the one thing that I always hold, like I always revert back to um, when it all feels like it's too many people inside this one head. Okay. <laughs> the one thing that I always go back to is um, I have one goal and is to globalize being an African. And so when there's too many voices, I pull the curtains and I'm like, what is that one goal, right? And so it calms me down, it centers me in that moment when I'm overthinking. And honestly, it just simplifies things. It's, and I think just knowing your why, and I think that that's my why. It's just like, um, just in love with just being an African. I love people think that, oh, with the style of music you do, you can't tell me that, you know, you love, you know, being an African. I'm just like, no, that's exactly why. So that you cannot put Africans in same boxes, you know, so. That's really cool. I think you're right in that um, when people know why they do stuff, when you have a strong motivation, a lot of the challenges, they will still come, but you often have a better grasp on how to navigate them because mm -hmm. um, you're always able to take a step back and say, this is why I'm doing this. Yes. Absolutely. Well, Bank, this has been such a fun conversation. I think that um, there's so much, so many layers, um, so much that people can peel back. I can't wait for all the amazing things that you're going to do. I can't wait for all the globalization that's going to come. And someone's going to say that's because Kolade did it. He was an artist and he was a tech uh, 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 CEO and he was like all of these other things. Um, yeah. I think you're you're on your way to something. Amen. I, I take all of that in. I take all of that. Um, I, I hope that people can find me um, this shameless plug <laughs> no no that was going to be my next question so before we say goodbye where can people find you tell us all the things so um, my artist page is um, bvnk underscore official it's bank underscore official okay. um, bvnk underscore official on Instagram on Twitter and then for jump the line you can find us at, at go jump the line and um, the app is already available on the app store. Um, we're launching features sometime in December 2021 so that we can remember this time. You get right? it? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, just find me. I love connecting with people, helping so, people. So the <laughs> app is on, um, it's both iOS and Android, yeah? Yes, it is both on iOS and Android as we okay. speak. What do we, what does it, what does the app do now outside of the features that are coming this December? But what, what can it do now? So um, focus was one thing, right? And we were working on the partnerships, right? Um, so now you probably see oh, we're currently not available in your state, but um, the features are coming really soon. As soon as, I can't give you a date, but sometime this December, and we're going to be able to do some push notifications, some um, things on um, IG. Like everyone would know that something is happening. I, hey, I am so proud of you. That's a lot of work. How can people support um the back end of things so we have the app and we're getting new features and you know all of the things that are coming but how can people support you in the back end or the business as a whole well one i love god first thing pray for me second thing is find my music and another second thing is 
find the app, download it, tell people about it and, you know, just help build this African brother. You know what? We're here for that. I think that's easy enough for the for classmates to do, right? Classmates, y'all have to answer. <laughs> I'm going to pause. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time. I think that um, you're on to really amazing things, like I said. Um, thank you for sharing who you are and for being true to who you are. Um, it is stories like yours that will impact um, our generation because I'm sure you're speaking to a brother who's looking at you like this brother with these round glasses can do it. How, <laughs> how, what am I still doing on my chair? You know? Yeah. Um, know. And then also, of course, the generations that are to come. So um, thank you. Do thank you have you. any parting words that you want to share with the classmates? Yes. Um, I want to commend you guys for always putting together amazing sessions like this or <laughs> um, what's it called? When, when a teacher comes and uh-huh. teaches like um, this. Um, uh, Substitute uh, teacher? No, like when you're in high school and your teacher comes and say, oh, okay, this period. Oh, <laughs> this is and like this period, period 151 at this point. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for, put, guys for putting these amazing classes together. Um, there's a lot of people that are learning from the platform. And most importantly, I want to say that your energy has been really positive. And there was no gaslighting. It's been nothing short of amazing. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, hey, I I gotta give the flowers to Nosa. Nosa has held it down from day one. Nosa was like, the moment we re- released the first episode, Nosa was like, this is going, and I'm not stopping, and he hasn't stopped. And I think um, that you know, I'm always going to say Nosa is for for a time he was a single dad. Now he just came and passed off the baby to me and be like, I'm going. It's your turn <laughs> to yes. take over. Um, Amazing. And I can't see what you do with this um, platform. I'm always looking at and supporting as well. Amen. I appreciate it. Well, from Amen. one brother to one African, from one African brother to one African sister, to all of our African classmates, to our global classmates, we love you. Thank you for listening. And this has been the Culture Class Podcast. We'll see you next week. Nice. We got you. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>